Welcome, gather round the fireside and listen to a tale of Fionn McCool, Cullen, Deirdre of the Sorrows, Graw, New Whale. From giants right down to fairies, about the trooping and solitary, and ghosts who are sometimes scary. Anything goes by the fireside. Yeah. Fireside, the Puka Fireside, the Merrow Fireside. Kings and queens fighting heroes, don't you run from the fun, there's no need to hide. Sit by the fireside. Mm-hmm. Fireside. Hello and welcome to Fireside, the Irish storytelling podcast. Each episode of Fireside, we take a story from folklore or mythology, we retell it, have a chat about the tale itself and about the craft, culture and history of storytelling. My name is Kevin C. Olahan. I am your host and your Fireside bard. Welcome to episode 108 of Fireside. Today on the Irish storytelling podcast, we hear a story about the origins of the River Boyne. This is the story of the drowned goddess. But first, if you are a new listener, you are very welcome along indeed. If you enjoy this episode, why don't you head right back to the very beginning, over 107 and two years ago, to see the journey that Fireside has been on so far. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for your continued support. Please follow me over on Instagram at FiresideBard. It's the best place to get in touch. If you have any thoughts or queries, or if you just want to say hello, I love hearing from each and every one of you. Uh, email me at the firesidebard at gmail.com for other inquiries if you're not on social media uh, you can support the podcast over on patreon.com forward slash fireside podcast and i want to give a very big thank you to this week's latest patron which is ethan bartlett he joins greg Greg Yankee and James Hurley as this month's latest patrons thank you so much for your generosity particularly uh, Ethan for your very generous donation you're very welcome along to the Patreon family and please do uh, join Headstuff Plus for more Headstuff Plus is the brand new members only site uh, a members only source for the Headstuff Podcast Network if you join the Headstuff Plus network you can gain access to the premium content of not just fireside but all 35 of headstuff's incredible podcasts it is the future for fireside it is the place where our community will be you can join for as little as five euro a month although like patreon you can pay however much you want and this will be the future uh, home for fireside it is totally an egalitarian model of soundness you can join the patreon if you so choose uh, you can join headstuff plus if you want but the podcast is going to be here regardless each and every week but headstuff plus will be the future site for premium content including uh, bonus uh, bonus episodes uh, we'll have one bonus episode per month ideally it's going to be the place where i'm uploading videos uh, some of my original music and poetry and some of the premium content up there from the beginning includes the music video for the ballad of the giants causeway the original piece i did for the 100th episode and we will also have the 
video, very exclusive video for the Fireside Sessions live show from the Dublin Podcast Festival last year. All that and more is going to be on Headstuff Plus, but the Patreon is still open to all of my current patrons and will be for all those catching up on Fireside Over because I am incredibly proud of the the small but ever-growing community of patrons that I've cultivated, particularly over the last year, and even more particularly over the course of the pandemic. You've really shown a huge amount of generosity, so thank you so much to each and every one of you. And if you want to stay on Patreon, that is totally up to yourselves, and the Patreon is going to be open. It's not going anywhere, as long as you are happy to contribute to it. And I will still be replying to all of your messages on it as well. But in the long run, Headstuff Plus will be the home because the premium, the membership fee, not only will go more directly to each podcast host, but it will also then go back into the Headstuff Podcast Network, which has been the support, the sole support of Fireside since the very beginning, rather than going into the big podcast empire of Patreon. But that is for those who so choose on Headstuff Plus. This week on Fireside, we are returning to the realm of Irish mythology. This is a tale I hadn't actually heard at all during my first course through the four cycles of Irish mythology. It seems to be quite an early tale that doesn't fit directly as part of the mythological cycle, but it features all of the characters we have met in that series of stories the the patchwork quilt of Irish mythology as I've been developing this met- metaphor of over the past couple of months particularly as we've been delving back into it in recent times focusing on more individual characters and finding the lesser known and more individual stories rather than the the major chapters in each cycle all start to feel like a lived-in world because of the because of the presence we've spent in them. And even if even if you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to all the other stories of the mythological cycle, even for me, when I'm adapting these stories, they feel like more lived-in worlds and I feel more and more like I know smaller characters and I can weave all four cycles into each story now. It just feels like a very, very lived-in dimension and that feels like... That feels like the podcast and the storytelling is constantly getting stronger, which is all I would want. I would never. I always want to get make this podcast as as good as it can be and better and better. So we will talk more, as always, afterwards. But this is the story of Boand, the drowned goddess on Fireside. The drowned goddess. When the Tuadedanan first made this island their home and established their kingdom on the hill of Tara, they brought with them the worship of three things, on Kul, on Kekt, agus on Green, the hazel, the plough, and the sun. For the Tuadedanan, the hazel tree was sacred and powerful, the source of all knowledge. So they planted hazel trees at the edge of a well, and into that well fell nine hazel nuts. These were the hazel nuts of all wisdom and knowledge, and all nine hazel nuts were eaten 
by a salmon. This salmon became the salmon of all wisdom, or how he is far better known, the salmon of knowledge. Legends of the salmon of knowledge were known from then on, and for hundreds of years would-be fishermen sat and attempted to catch the salmon, seeking the answers of love and life. The one who eventually would, of course, was Fionn McCool. Fionn was not the one to actually catch the salmon, though. That was the poet and sage Finagus. But it's not the story of the salmon of knowledge I'm telling today, although I do know it. The hazel well of wisdom was incredibly important to the Tuatidanan, and so it was assigned a guardian. Nuda, law of Aragid, son of the Dagda and Danu, first king of the Tuatidanan, who was the one who led his people to Era's shores, chose as guardian of the well his own son, Nyakten. Nyakten was married to Boan, but Boan did not love Nyakten, it seems. For various reasons. For one, we know virtually nothing else about Necton. He has no other tales or characteristics. It's even doubted by some if there even was a Necton. Some say Boand was married to someone named Elamar. Some even interpret the husband of Boan as knew the law of Aragid himself. Poor Necton. Forgettable, even in his own story. Regardless, Nyakten and Boan had no children together. But Boan did have a child, for Boan had a lover in the father of all the gods, on Olivar, the Dagda. The Dagda has always been a god of agriculture, worshipped by those who sow and plough the fertile lands of Ireland. Fertile being the opportune word, because hand in hand with agriculture, the Dagda too was a god of fertility. Fertility of land, and as we shall see, of body. The Dagda's weapon of choice was not a sword, or a spear, or even an axe. It was a mighty club. A club for bashing Fomorians and Fearbolog. But some say that the Dagda's club, which frequently left a trail as it was dragged across the land, was not a club in the literal sense, but a euphemism for... Well, ask your mother. Boan and the Dagda became lovers, and soon Boan became pregnant. But to protect the honour of his consort, the Dagda froze time for nine months, so that the baby growing within Boan was gestated and born in one day. The child born was called Angus Og, and he became later known as a god of love. But Angus O could not be raised by his mother or his father, for fear Boan's husband Nyakten should discover the illicit union. So Angus was sent to Midir, god of the river, who raised him as a foster son. Later, Midir will lose an eye when visiting this same foster son after being mistaken for Angus Og himself. To make it up to him, 
Engesog will give Midir the love of the beautiful Itain, which will begin, in the opinion of your humble storyteller, the greatest love story in the lore of this land. But that again is another story. Through magic, cunning and deception, Nyakta never found out about the affair between his wife and the Dagda. The extensive lengths the lovers went to to conceal their relationship may not have been necessary, so obsessed was Nyakten with guarding the well of wisdom, for no one else was allowed to even approach the well save for Nyakten and his three cup-bearers. Nyakten's preoccupation with safeguarding all knowledge put further strain on his marriage, even more so than his forgettable character and soon Boan became obsessed with seeing this well for herself. She didn't want to drink from it, of course, that would be going too far, but she did want to gaze into its waters, and maybe see the salmon swimming within. One morning, before Nyakten resumed his post, Boan crept into the valley, followed by her dog, Davila. Davila had been given to her as a wedding present from Nyakten, and Boan was sad to admit she loved the dog more than she loved her husband. Following the hazel tree, the pair came to the well. The well was guarded with an enchantment, that it could only be approached if walked around three times in a certain direction. Of course, only Nyakten and his three cupbearers knew this, so naturally Boan walked the other way. Three times Boan walked wither shins around the well of wisdom, gazing into its beautiful, clear waters. But the waters did not stay beautiful and clear. They began to toss and rise, and soon, like an Icelandic geyser, erupted from the hole in the ground, destroying the bricks of the well, uprooting the hazel tree, and carrying poor Boan across the valley in its rapids. The goddess of the Tua de Danan lost an arm, a leg, and an eye. Boan was carried right to the edge of the Irish Sea, weak and mangled. With her one remaining hand she held on, with her last cry of life, before finally succumbing to her wounds and drowning in the river. Before that day, Tara was a landlocked valley. Now... There was a mighty river connecting the seat of the High Kings of Ireland to the Irish Sea. The river became known as the Boyne, named after the goddess who had drowned so it could be created. The Boyne would continue to be significant and sacred for generations. It was the site where the Norse Vikings would first lose their tight grip on this island, and most significantly, in the year 1690, the Battle of the Boyne would end the Williamite and Jacobite Wars, which is still celebrated by Protestants of the Orange Order on the 12th of July to this day. The Boyne didn't lose any of its wisdom for transforming from a well into a river, for the Salmon of Knowledge still swam down and indeed up its currents. Now within the safety of gushing rapids, the salmon became much harder to catch and would not be until the poet Phinegus, who would let Fionn Macool eat the fish he caught. 
Boan and the Boyne would forevermore be known as goddess of water, fertility, poetry and inspiration. In fact, to this day, it is said that if you drink from the waters of the Boyne on the 1st of June, you will receive the gift of poetic inspiration. You may see me there this year. And as for the Dagda, he had many lovers. But Boan always stayed with him. Or rather, he always stayed with her. For when Mananan MacLear was tasked with finding and building homes for the Tua de Danan, the now named Boyne Valley was chosen. And the Dagda lived in the largest and greatest of these, Bruna Boyne, the castle to the Boyne. Today, Bruna Boyne is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and the Dagda's home is one of the most significant structures of the ancient world, although we know it by a different name. A place where on the winter solstice each year at sunrise, this 8,000-year-old structure is lit up inside. We call it Newgrange, and it still sits as the jewel of the Boyne Valley. A testament to the drowned goddess, born to be continued. Folks, as you all know, Fireside is a proud son of the Headstuff Podcast Network, which is Ireland's largest network of independent podcasts and a loving home for the creative and indeed the curious. There are so many other podcasts I could recommend to you on the network, some of which inspired me to approach Headstuff myself. Here's a taste of one you might enjoy. Come on, sissy that pod, let's get... Sickening! Are you a fan of the Emmy award-winning show RuPaul's Drag Race? Do you think about Roxy Andrews at the bus stop? And do you belong in Party City? Well, Sissy That Pod is the podcast for you. Join me, James, and my co-host, Keen. Is there something on my face? As we chat weekly about the runway realness, sickening shade, and backstage buffoonery. That's right, whether it's new episodes of Drag Race US, UK, or All-Stars, Sissy That Pod will spill the tea with a new episode for you within 24 hours. So make good choices and subscribe to Sissy That Pod from the Headstuff Podcast Network and we'll leave you gagging on our eleganza. Now, let the music play. And that's the story of Boan, the Drowned Goddess on Fireside. And I hope you all enjoyed it. First thing right off the bat, this is the Irish equivalent of Pandora's box. I don't know if anyone else got that from a first reading, but when I was adapting it and when I was reading it there that's that's this image I have this idea of curiosity of for anyone who isn't familiar with the story is Pandora was the first woman created by the Greek gods and all of the problems of the world were contained inside this box and Pandora was told whatever you do do not look inside this box. And of course, Curiosity got the better of her and all of the evils of the world were released out. All except for Hope. I think it was Hope was the only one that was still left inside. So we have a similar kind of cautionary tale with this where Boan, except a much 
nicer. Pandora opening Pandora's boxes is considered this bad thing that happened to the world. Whereas with the drowned goddess, this something positive came from this. This great beauty came. This beautiful river came from this tragedy. This this river that contains all wisdom and that if you drink will contain poetic inspiration. It's beautiful. And as I said before, it's not a story I was overly familiar with beforehand. I actually discovered it properly for the first time in Mankan Magan's book from this year, 32 Words for Field, which is one of the best books I read this year all about the Irish language and hidden dying words of the Irish language and how we can protect them. Mancom McGon does incredible work. He he had a show a few years ago called... Um, what was it called? Um, it was called Gwelga Tomagachi, where you would go and Mancom would give you a dying Irish word and entice you to keep the word alive like you would a Tomagachi, which is just possibly the greatest idea for a show I've ever heard I was obsessed with Tamagotchis when I was small and so the idea of of having a dying Irish word like like a little virtual pet and being entrusted with keeping it alive just there's no part of my being that that doesn't appeal to that just makes every part of me happy from the youngest age to to right now but in his book, 32 Words for Field, because there are 32 words in the Irish language for fields, it's a beautiful, beautiful, long um, journey throughout it. But he has the story of the Boyne River in that, and he talks about comparisons with Boan and actually Indian goddesses and talks more about the idea of universality and monomyth and all that. But that was the first time I'd seen it written properly. And then I discovered it more so in... Ireland's Immortals in Mark Williams' uh, incredible book that I keep going on about uh, with for very good reason. Um, and my interview with Mark Williams will be out very soon. We'll, it'll probably be released as a, another piece of premium content on Headstuff Plus as another incentive for new members. Uh, great, great chat I had with him. He's a great, great writer. really, really knows his stuff. But he talked more about... He got me more interested in the Dagda because the Dagda, for one of the most primary gods of Irish mythology for you know the father of the pantheon of of Irish mythology we haven't had a story that has centered around him he has always been a supporting character whereas you know the vast majority of Greek myths and Norse myths have Odin and Zeus and Jupiter as their as their cent- as central figures you know they all have so many stories about them and the Dagda who there is a lot of claim for being very much based on Zeus and Jupiter, isn't the same, doesn't have the same attention to detail to him. So it was nice to have. So this episode was about more meant to be about the Dagda, but then the story, I find that the central character is really Boan. And if you have Boan, you can include the creation of the Boyne and the birth of Angus Oak, this incredible the Engesoka was born in one day because the Dagda froze time for nine months. This is incredible. There is also some talk that Engesoka was born as an adult. So in the nine months he was uh, he he was born and he was fully grown. So perhaps the Dagda froze it for more than nine months. Perhaps he froze it for over over eighteen years. But that could be another story. You'll see. You see what I mean, though. Hopefully, about the patchwork quilt 
of Irish mythology now, where we have stories about the Salmon of Knowledge, which is more from the Fenian cycle, and we have a talk of Midir and Attain, you know, we have, this is kind of a precursor for that. This is what I mean by these stories that exist in between each other, and that's what's really fun to stitch and to meander through and it makes it it makes this this particular part of the journey all the more pleasant because of them all the more pleasurable i hope as i as i hope you agree so yeah, we have so we have the few details here we have the introduction of this well constantly with the two of the dan and the on coal and kept on green the hazel the plow and the sun these three things that were sacred to them so the creation of this well for the salmon poor al nyakton yeah Nacton is one of these many gods, quote-unquote gods from Irish mythology who, you know, appear in a sentence or a couple of lines, but there's nothing he was the god of necessarily. We just know that he was entrusted with as well and then he was married to Bowen. But still, there's a lot of thought that it, it's Nuda. I liked it being separate from Nuda, Law of Ardigat, um, the first king of the Tuatha Dé Danann. I liked Necton being more of a nameless figure rather than tying this in to Nuda. And then, yes, we have this detail, which I would be remiss if I didn't discuss a little bit, of the Dagda's Club. This is one of the best details from Mark Williams' books where he talks about one of the most depraved, possibly the most depraved moment, unsorted moment from early Irish literature, in which it's, I think it's after the, or before the Second Battle of Moitara, where we have the Dagda eating, going to parlay with the with the Fomorians and eating his fill of porridge and having to be rolled away. But there is constantly this image of the Dagda with this club and a lot of suggestion that he's dragging something else through through the earth. And I couldn't, I like Fireside to be, universal i won't say family friendly but certainly accessible and you know sometimes i get people asking me you know can smallies listen to all the episodes and they can but i'm also not going to sanitize these i think there's plenty of storytelling things aimed only at kids whereas i would rather aim these stories at adults and have them be suitable for kids as well i feel like that's more how early disney movies were aimed I made the thing where made by adults for adults that could watch them with their kids, not things aimed at dumbing things down for children that then hopefully they could throw in a couple of gags that only adults will get. I think that's why a lot of those older movies have aged so well. And personally speaking, that is more my intention for Fireside is not to aim this at the kids because I think the kids know it or we learn these these stories in primary school this is where we hear them from i think it's as adults that we forget them or admit that we never learned them so that's why i would aim this podcast more so at adults that then kids can enjoy as well or everyone from all ages can enjoy um what i mean by all of that is you know that i'm not going to sanitize any of those um but i'm not going to go totally overt as well you know if <laughs> i don't have to go too detailed of what the Dagda's Club might be perceived as, because then you get a chance for a bit of a gag as well. And we have a little detail here with Boan's dog, uh, Davila. I didn't actually get into it in the story, but Davila drowned, dived in after, dove in after Boan and drowned 
in the river too and there's still I think there's a little rock or an island in the Boyne that bears this name and the 1st of June is something I didn't know as well that apparently on the 1st of June it is if you drink from the river of the Boyne you may get poetic inspiration and as someone who is currently writing a collection of poetry I certainly will be going to drink from the Boyne on the 1st of June if there is any even the off chance that I could get some poetic inspiration from that See, a lot packed in here. And finally, yes, Newgrange. This is another detail from Ireland's Immortals that I didn't know at all. Newgrange, which is one of the biggest tour sites in Ireland. It's one of the most important ancient structures in the world. It's incredible. If you ever come to Ireland or if you are Irish and haven't been, really do. I got a concussion off Newgrange, would you believe? I got a concussion off the keystone because you have to kind of... I'm tall enough and... You have to crouch to actually get into the passage tomb. So it's a Neolithic passage tomb. It's about 8,000 years old. They have no idea how they managed to lug these immense boulders across the country. They think they might have been actually sailed up the Boyne and then rolled on, on logs. But just an incredible, like, I always think it's like the Irish Stonehenge just this ancient mysterious structure but it's beautiful and on yeah on the 21st of December on the winter solstice every year at sunrise somehow the light hits the the keystone the gap above the keystone of Newgrange and if you're standing inside I think it's for about six or seven minutes the entire inside is illuminated somehow for an 8,000 year old building they somehow were that that's that's what's quite mysterious and enchanting about it is there's something about physics and the sun and geometry that they just knew and it, it can't be a coincidence for how important that the winter solstice was and it's every year i think you have to i think these tickets are raffled off every year and one day before i die i would certainly like to be there on the winter solstice when newgrange is illuminated but what i never knew was that Newgrange was supposed to have been a home for the Dagda, as indeed were all of these Neolithic passage tombs in the Boyne Valley. It makes sense, you know, in these rats, these these tuas, as they were also known, that they would be considered ancestral sites and homes of Irish deities. So it ended, it managed to end the story, wrap the story up in on quite a nice and quite a romantic notion. It's a really nice image, I feel, to think of this philandering god that was the Dagda who had these many lovers and all to have made his home in the valley named after this drowned lover and that he was always close to Boan and that there was this special connection he did have with Boan and that she achieved this new kind of immortality with a river that is a river that's probably more famous than most of the Irish gods because you know there are Irish people who don't know names of a lot of these gods but nearly everyone knows the river Boyne and and a fine river it is too i'm gonna wrap things up there folks but i hope you enjoyed the story of the drowned goddess great i enjoyed having that as a title as well made me think of the drowned god of the ironborn in a song of ice and fire please do follow me over on instagram at fireside bard Email me at the firesidebard at gmail.com. Support the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash firesidepodcast. 
or join Headstuff Plus to get, join the community of Fireside and gain access to premium material. Uh, all details at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank you so much to Alan, Patty and Connor and everyone at Headstuff. And thank you most of all to each and every one of you for listening. Next week we have another folktale. And I'm really... I it's it's quite a special tale for quite a different reason. It's not necessarily a story from Ireland, but I'll explain more uh, when it when it happens. But uh, something very special happened over over the Christmas break, and I wanted to do a story to to dedicate to it. So we will have a story next week called. I won't say what it's called, so it could be a surprise when it comes out. Sorry, folks. Um, I'm sure you all, with bated breath, going, what's it called? What's the name of this folktale? But it will be worth the wait, I promise. I'll see you all. You'll hear me all next time. And remember, wherever you are and wherever you go, you can always join me by the fireside. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.